five in five, where I answer five questions, five minutes each, and they are going to be chosen randomly. So we'll see how this goes. That's a very kind question, and I'm going to say thank you for that first and foremost. Oh, this is a good one. This is a big topic. This is a big question. And it's interesting because I will get a lot of pushback from people that are like, yeah, but I'm different. Oh, (laughs) this is my favorite topic. (laughs) This is our last question. (laughs) I can't go five minutes into this one. (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pretty in Kink. Before we begin... Did you guys listen to the B-side last week where I discussed the big, scary, terrifying idea of potentially rebranding? Did you listen to it? If you didn't, I insist, I beg, I plead, just please go listen to it because it's important and I love you guys and I want your input. Even if I don't follow your advice, I still want your input. So backtrack a little if you need to go listen to that b-side i talk about rebranding and then send me your thoughts in a dm on instagram at pretty and kink podcast or if you go in my show notes there is a link where you can hit a button and you can ask me anonymous questions you can give me anonymous little tidbits and i'll never know it's you so you can do that too just be nice if you do that okay all right anywho Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. And when I say a little bit, it's going to be a lot different because I've never done this before. I got this idea from some friends that started a podcast at the same time as me. Um, I'm not going to give them a shout out just because their, their genre is very different than mine. So I don't know if they would appreciate, you know, being tossed out there on a podcast like this. So... <laughs> I'm not going to say their name, but I'm going to say thank you for the idea. And what we are going to do today is basically called Five in Five, where I answer five questions, five minutes each, and they are going to be chosen randomly. So I know what they are only because I've had to type them in before, but like, guys, I don't have a memory. So, so we'll see how this goes. I don't do well like working on the like you know on the fly so this will be interesting it's going to be a mix of both personal and just like generalized sexual questions um but I don't know what we're gonna get so we're we're gonna go and (laughs) give this a try and see what happens so if this goes well we'll continue doing it you know we'll see what happens um if it goes well and you have enjoyed this and you go oh I want one of my questions asked on the podcast go to that anonymous link. It's right there in that show notes, like I said, and you can drop questions in there or any topic you want me to talk about. And I'll throw it in this little randomizer wheel. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. And let's see if I can do this without jumbling everything up. Okay, so I'm going to click to spin. We're going to see what we get. What do we got? How's life after back surgery? That's a very kind question, and I'm going to say thank you for that first and foremost. I'm also going to set a timer for five minutes. There's no way I'm going to spend five minutes talking about this, but you know, how is life after back surgery? (sighs) 
it's been a journey guys. Like it has kind of taken me by surprise with how much of a journey it has been. Um, if anybody that hasn't been listening long doesn't know, I had major back surgery three months ago where I had to have a fusion done. So, um, yeah, I had some screws put into my spine to make me a little bionic, which is exciting, but I seem to have been hit with like the surgery blues and it's been really, really hard. Quite honestly, I had surgery on the same spot in my back. Um, it was just under a year, like 11 months, I think before this past surgery. So I had been in physical therapy, dealing with all of that leading up to this most recent surgery. So I am fortunate that I went into the surgery very healthy. Um, you know, a good way. I was fairly fit. So my physical recovery has been really nice. My mental health is gone to shit a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's been hard. I am taking nerve pain medication that I'm a lightweight. And so everything kind of affects me a little bit more. So I just feel like the medication numbs me a little bit. Um, and I feel like it sort of robs me of my creativity. I haven't been physically active like I like. Uh, I used to be very fit and I would just do simple things. Like I would walk four to five miles a day and I would do like body weight exercises. Genetically, I've just always been very fortunate that my body responded well to that. And then the discs in my spine were like, hey, bitch, what's up? What's going on? Did you forget we were here? Let's remind you. And they decided to kick back and relax on my sciatic nerve, which then waged war on my entire left leg that left me at times like completely incapacitated. So I have been living in this weird headspace of living in a little bit of fear of becoming active again. Not a little bit. I'm very fearful of being active again. So I've been quite restrictive and it's rough. I'm terrified to start doing things again. Cause like, what if this happens again? I've already had two surgeries for this. So my headspace has been, mm. and because I don't like my body right now, that's been tricky because I create adult content. And so that includes like, Hey, look at this body. Do you like that? You want more? I can't do that shit right now. I don't like, I am absolutely disgusted with my body right now. And so that has been hard. I've always really enjoyed creating and doing the process of like taking photos. I've always loved that. And so losing that has been very hard for me and trying to get back into it when I'm not physically where I want to be has been hard. And I just find myself retracting a lot in my mental health. And I've been having to work really, really hard to get out of that headspace and just push myself forward. But ironically, like I actually in the episode where I said like I was dumped, but not dumped, but kind of dumped that kind of, I don't know that flipped a little bit of a switch in me. Um, he and I had both talked about like our lifestyles and, and he said how much he wanted to change his and you know, we had talked about it on our, our last kind of date together of like, man, you know, we were both eating like shit and, you know, I was saying how I don't like my body and he was talking about things that he was going through. And so after that phone call, it was like a switch got hit and I have caught myself this week making a much 
bigger effort at working towards being in a better space mentally and physically. So yeah, that's how life is after my back surgery. And thank you so much for asking. Like I cannot even begin to explain the kindness that I've received from everybody on the internet while I'm recovering. And that just means a lot. So thank you. I can't believe that I just spent a whole five minutes talking about that. Okay. All right. I'm going to spin again. Are you ready? Let's see what we get. I'm, I get nervous when this is spinning. I'm like, what's going to pop up? Oh, this is a good one. How do I force myself back into the dating scene, but nervous about jumping back in? I like this one. All right. Timer is started. How do you force yourself back in? You know what? You just do it. You just do it. It sucks. It's scary. It's hard, but you just have to do it. And what I have found for myself, um, I'm incredibly nervous. I have horrible anxiety. And so dating, it makes me want to throw up. I've said numerous times, like, I feel like I get explosive diarrhea before first dates. (laughs) Like you're welcome for that. (laughs) Oh, TMI. I'm sorry. I get really nervous. And so if I allowed myself to be overcome by that, man, I would never go on a date and I'm not okay with that. I am okay with being single, but I am not okay with holding myself back. And so you need to find a way to overcome the nervousness about getting back out there and just be like, you know what? I fucking got this. I got this. And if nothing else, this gets me out of the house. I can have a drink with somebody or a meal or whatever you do for first dates. And you know, I got you out of the house for an hour or two. And that's how I've started looking at it. It is intimidating. It is scary. So yeah, just force yourself, give yourself a pep talk, figure out what makes you nervous about it and see if that is something that you can change. So for me right now, like I just discussed about my surgery, I am very unhappy with my body. And of course, our confidence is a lot of times attached to our appearance, right? So for me to walk into a first date right now with somebody, it's hard. It's hard and I feel like I'm embarrassed. And so I have finally started going like, okay, well, you know what? If this is what's holding me back and making me so uncomfortable, I need to work to change it or stop complaining about it and just own what I have, one or the other. So really try and sit and figure out what what is it that's making you nervous. And if it's something you can fix, then fix it. If it is not something you can fix, which I mean, honestly, I don't even know what that would be. You know, even even anxiety, right? At first glance, when we have horrible anxiety and somebody's like, just don't have it, you're like, fuck you, buddy. You try to not have this. Like you you can't. But you can learn to work around it and work with it. So, you know, if you have massive social anxiety, you've got to figure out how you can get past that. So maybe you go on a date somewhere quieter than a busy bar. Maybe you have a coffee date in the middle of the day. It's a little more casual, less intimidating. And I can tell you for my experiences, I am incredibly honest with the people I go on dates with. I am insanely nervous when I go on first dates and I will tell them a lot of times I will tell them in the, in the DMS or in the text messages before the date, like, 
just a warning. I'm kind of shy. I get kind of nervous. So if I seem a little weird at first, like just, just give me a minute and you know, you'll see me, but it just takes me a minute. And when I am on the date, I will do the same thing where I will openly say, I'm a little nervous right now. So like, forgive me if I'm being kind of weird. Don't be afraid to be honest. I have found when I do it, I cannot tell you how many men are like, oh my God, thank you so much for your honesty. Like people aren't usually honest like this. I really appreciate it. And I can tell you if a man told me that he was nervous, I would appreciate that level of honesty as well. So own it, own whatever's making you feel weird and just fucking go with it. And I'm not going to tell you it gets easier because (laughs) I have the same behavior before every single date, but I still go. And I still do it because I know the end result is going to be worth it because eventually I'm going to find my partner. That's how you have to look at it. So I'm kind of impressed with myself because there is 18 seconds left of this and I just finished up. Bravo for me. All right. Question number two, down. I liked that one. And if you're out there and you ask me that question and you would like to tell me more about what makes you nervous drop me a DM, like I said, or that anonymous note, and we can go into a further discussion about that in another episode. So let me know if there's something specific that is making you nervous or anybody else out there. If you've got something that you're like, Ooh, you know, I get explosive diarrhea before first dates. What can I do about it? Hit me up. I'll see if I can help you and be your emodium. I'll be your, I'll be your mental health emodium. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Oh man, maybe we shouldn't do these kind of episodes again. All right, we're going back in for another spin. Are you ready? What's it going to be? And I'm sure you get messaged a lot, but do you ever consider, but do you ever consider talking with someone from here? Timer on. No, I don't. I'm sorry to let you down. This is a big topic. This is a big question. And It's interesting because I will get a lot of pushback from people that are like, yeah, but I'm different or you don't know until you know me. And that's not fair at all. Like no means no. So trying to push back makes me even more resistant. But the reason why I do not consider it is because of what I do, which is adult content. That is my entire online presence is me as Tara V, the creator of adult content. So I know that when somebody shows up in my DMs, I know why they found me and I know why they're there. And so it's immediately, I feel like an unfair advantage if they suddenly say like, I want to go on a date with you. And I go on a date with them and they have already decided that they somehow know me, which my online presence is just a fraction of who I actually am. But in a viewer's mind, I do give a lot on my social media. And so it feels very uncomfortable to me. The idea of putting myself in a position with somebody that essentially knows me and knows me in a sexual manner right? Because that's what I'm doing is I'm sexualizing myself and I'm putting my body out there in lingerie, right? 
I am on OnlyFans putting my body out there completely naked. I have people that have followed me since the days that I was on Pornhub where I did couples work, where they have seen the kind of sex that I like. I don't want to walk into something like that with nothing while they have everything because you've already created an image of me. And no matter how much you say, that's not why I like you. I like you because I can see your personality and your stories or you just seem so nice. Like there's so much more to you. There is a hundred percent, but you're already biased. And as much as you want to say like, oh, I really like your personality. You still showed up here for a different reason. And that will forever make me uncomfortable. And so I will never consider doing it. The only time I have has been with people that we had a mutual contact and that that contact could massively vouch for them. And I mean, like massively vouch for them. Um, And then I'm trying to think, um, there is one other person that made it into my DMs and we did end up meeting. And the reason for that was his behavior towards me. I was very, um, I was very cold at first when he came into my DMs and it was a very professional DM. He was looking to photograph me. Um, and it was very cold and standoffish and eventually just put it out there. Like, dude, I know what you're doing. This is what people do. I appreciate it, but like, don't, but we did end up developing a rapport and actually became friends. And It took us, I think, a year before we met each other in person. And so I feel like that was a very unique situation and one that, you know, all the stars would have to align, like everything would have to be perfect and laid before me properly for me to consider meeting somebody. And so, no, I I won't. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a fluke thing, but I, I truly don't really consider ever doing it ever because it's just too dangerous and it's it's just it feels unfair and even say I did and I don't know we had a great time and and it developed into something that would always be in the back of my head of like did they like me for that and then what if I lose my body what if I lose my looks like they came to me for this image and what if I lose it will I lose them or it would just create way too many insecurities that I'm just not willing to to deal with, honestly. So I'm sorry, but no. But I appreciate the way you asked. That was very nice. I did it with five seconds left. I'm so proud of myself for this. All right. I hope you guys are enjoying this. It is kind of fun. It gets me a little nervous because I don't know what's going to pop up. But, you know, it's kind of fun being surprised. Let's see what we got. Oh, <laughs> This is my favorite topic. Do you prefer younger guys? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. (laughs) I am a little bit of a cougar. Now, before you get yourself all excited, I am not a super cougar. Um, I have been with men that were much younger than me. Um, I believe the, (laughs) the biggest age gap was 18 years. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, That was actually somebody that was 
incredibly vouched for by a friend. I do not think I would have ever actively like gone on a date with this man if I had just like stumbled upon him on a dating app because of his age. But we had a mutual friend. And so, yeah, there's a huge gap with that. Um, but I do tend to stay away from much, much younger. I, I had a dating phase for a little bit over the last three years where I would almost seek out much younger men because then I couldn't get attached to them. But now I am dating a little bit more intentionally. So now I will only allow myself like a 10 year age gap that I'm comfortable with because if we hit it off and it becomes amazing and we have a long-standing relationship, I am comfortable with 10 years. I'm not comfortable with past that. But I have gone on many, many days with many men that were much younger than me, mostly like mid to late 20s. And now it's definitely like the early 30s and I'm gravitating towards like 33, 34 seems to be the age that I just, that's the age I like. So yes, I do prefer younger guys. Why? I feel like my lifestyle is very unique Um, and so it does take a special person to be comfortable with it and to be comfortable with me, I guess. I, I have a, I have a lot that goes along with me and I have found that men that are my age seem to just have a little bit more of a closed minded thought process walking through life versus some of the younger men that are a different generation that were raised just with some more open things going on in the world, right? And so they're a lot more accepting of of things that by like somebody in their like mid 40s would be like, what the fuck? Absolutely not, you ho. <laughs> you know? I also have an incredible aversion to children. Like incredible aversion to them. I'm sorry, any moms out there. I just don't like kids. I never have, I've never wanted to be a mother and I do not want to get involved with somebody that has a child. I have zero interest in that. I will run in the other direction if I realize that they have a child. I just don't want anything to do with that. And so if I go for my age range, they're a lot more settled in life. The likelihood is that they have had children. It's a lot harder in my age group to find a childless man. So I do find when they're in like their early to mid thirties, they at that point have made the decision of whether or not they want children. So I don't have to worry about that sitting on my shoulders of like, what if they were going to change their mind? Like, what if I somehow like subconsciously swayed them without even realizing it? I feel like once they get into their thirties, they're a lot more set in their ways. And I also find that sexually they are just a much better match for me. Um, (laughs) I require somebody that has an incredible amount of stamina. (laughs) I don't know how to put that um, in any other way. I need somebody that has a lot of stamina and I need somebody that has a very active drive. And again, I have found in my experience that men in my age group tend to not be able to like keep up. (laughs) I don't know. This feels like such a weird conversation the way I'm saying it, but yeah, I did date somebody um, that actually was three years older than me. And I will say I was dumbfounded by his stamina. Like I was so impressed 
like I've only been that impressed with one other person in all of my like escapades. So, I mean, I know you guys are out there, but you know, we have a preference. I'm getting good at this. There's four seconds left. Woo! I think we have one more to go. These are getting kind of, I don't know, it's a long episode now, but let's see what we've got. Final question. Let's see. I'm nervous. <laughs> this is our last question. <laughs> Do I sell feet pics? <laughs> okay, number one, anybody that's listening that like for whatever reason, you're just not like super into the sexy world. Um, there's a lot of people that like to buy pictures of feet. Like feet are a big kink. And a lot of people want to see them in a lot of adult content. You will notice if you look at these creators on like Instagram and stuff, you don't see their feet because there's this like unsaid thing of you don't show your feet for free. Mm -mm, You don't give that away for free. So there's a big market for feet. I have not found that market. I have had no luck with that. And so I haven't actively, um, made an effort to sell feet pictures, but I certainly would. And if you're interested, like (laughs) hit me up in my DMs, we can chat, we can work something out. Um, but no, like my content isn't centered around feet. I will say I've had people that have paid for custom videos. And again, if you're not like in the sexy world, a custom video is somebody pays you a fee that you determine and you create a video for them that surrounds their requests. And I have had one person that I've made a few videos for that he will be very specific on where my feet should be and how I should be showing them within the video. And I think those are fun because it's like, I don't know, I feel like I'm doing some sort of weird puzzle and I have to think while I'm doing all the other things. I don't know. But anyways, I can't go five minutes into this one. I don't sell feet pics. I would sell feet pics. If you're interested, shoot me a DM or find me on OnlyFans. I'm on, I'm on OnlyFans. Hint, hint. I do have really cute feet though. They are super cute. I get a little self-conscious about them because they get dry. Um, but they're cute. They're tiny. I have itty bitty feet. Like my shoe size is, I usually buy a six because that's usually all they have, but I love when I find a five and a half. So I have cute itty bitty feet. That's my sales pitch for my feet. Anyways, our very first five and five is complete. I actually had fun with this. I was a little bit nervous. I'm not a fan of the length. Um, hopefully you guys don't mind an episode that's a little over 30 minutes, but this was fun. And I have a lot more questions on that wheel, but I would love more. So I'm going to tell you again, hit me up in my DMs on Instagram at Pretty and Kink Podcast or go in the show notes and click that link for the anonymous questions and you can put them there. I do think if you are listening on Spotify, I don't know that the show notes in Spotify show any of the hyperlinks. I don't think they're there. So if they're not, you can find them if you hop over to like Apple or even if you go on like Google, I'm on Amazon, like all of those other places. And in those show notes, you should be able to click the link. If you can't fucking find it, then DM me. (laughs) I'll tell you. Apparently today's the day I'm going to beg you to pop into my DMs. I'm feeling lonely. So, you know, shower me with love and questions and adoration in my DMs, apparently. (laughs) 
That's it. You know the drill. I want you to get out there. I want you to get weird. And truly, honestly, I kind of beg of you. I want you to go back and listen to that B-side. It was two episodes ago and is B-sides. I'm thinking about rebranding. I want your thoughts because I'm almost there. I think I have two names picked out and I think I'm going to do it. So come talk to me about it. Go listen and come back and let's chat. All right. I love you and I will see you guys next week. There's a bug just came at me. My S's just went like and I've been like sitting here dicking around playing with stuff. That sounded dirty and it was not meant to be.